Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique, your host, and today I got a special guest. We were just chuckling about how long ago we booked this this thing. And if you know anything about me and scheduling, I love to do it a year ahead. So all of my guests have been uh, anxiously waiting. I've been anxiously waiting to get this on. Today we're talking about leadership and career search. Now, things have changed. But before we get into all the good stuff, Lucretia Davis, tell us about you, what you're doing, and then we'll get hot and heavy on today's topic. Wow, I sound, it seems like I'm on a job interview now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm Lucretia Davis, and um, I am a LinkedIn and career professor. And what that means is I teach people how to land jobs through LinkedIn. And I also teach entrepreneurs how to scale their businesses on LinkedIn. So I am all things LinkedIn right now. Outstanding. I see, uh, you know, we was talking about uh, the adapt, uh, adoption of different things in your career. You're, you're, you're focused now on making sure people are branding themselves right because it is important. Yeah. Um, and you know, today's topic is funny because it has changed somewhat. Career search is not the same as it used to be. Uh, things have gone strictly digital because everybody's, you know, cooped up somewhere. And, yeah. uh, and, and, but it has, it still has the same purpose. So have, have you seen this change, right? And, and, and where, where are things going? Yeah, I have seen a change, mostly with the interview process, because, you know, with the pandemic happening and everything getting shut down last year, people were not going into offices for interviews any longer, right? So it transitioned to all virtual. And now what I'm seeing is um, a lot of companies are still conducting interviews virtually, at first, it was like all the, the rounds of interviews during the pandemic being conducted virtually. And now some companies are keeping it that way. Some companies are just doing the first uh, initial screen via virtual and then having people come in in the office now. And some people are, or some companies rather, are going back to inviting people in. So um, for all stages of the interview. So what I'm seeing is a little ambiguity with that in terms of what is the interview process going to look like with companies when I'm invited for interviews? And also what does this remote work thing look, look like as well? So last year, a lot of people expected to work from home because we all had to work from home. We all had to stay from home. But now people have gotten used to that and they like it and they enjoy it and they're wanting to do more of it <laughs> Some people are even leaving their positions that are requiring them to come back to the office. And now they are looking for remote work strictly and companies aren't really being very transparent or um, I wouldn't say transparent. It's just very hard to tell 
if that opportunity will allow you to do remote 100% if you can do it, you know, half and half or whatever the case is. So that's the biggest change I have seen. Those are the biggest changes. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a major, cause I, as you was talking, I was thinking, man, it should have got better. It should have got easier than for interviews because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who choke up when, you know, when you have to do it in person, right. Um, you know, having this gap between yeah. person to person, you would think mm-hmm. it would be easier, but now there's a dynamic of, you don't even know which type you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, well, you know what? I have to challenge that because a lot of people are, they feel awkward virtual they do they feel awkward they're not confident about their setup and everything so this is why i always encourage job seekers during the pandemic to number one get a ring light to spice up you know the area and make you know make sure it's well lit you know uh number two make sure that you you've you've selected a good angle in your home right and number three, make sure that you get your stuff set up well in advance to the interview so that, you know, it's not crunch time and you're just kind of insecure, you know, about how things are looking. And finally, you know, turn this camera off because a lot of people, they are looking at themselves in the camera and they're getting distracted by that. But just turn that off, make it you and the interviewer, and that's it. That's that's interesting because you know that adds another different dynamic in in stress. Yeah. Right? Because yes. the ca- career search is a stressful thing as it is. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna throw multiple different things. <laughs> now I got to do this virtually, and oh by the way, I might not even have the equipment. So this right. thing has unraveled into something that folks were not ready for, mm-hmm. let alone the physical and and you know, psychological things that have come through right. this pandemic. Now you got this resource limited type of environment yeah. where, hey, I might not have the right equipment to help me show forth the best foot. You know, yeah. uh, it, you know, your digital capabilities may be limiting you on your end and that's terrible you talking i'm like oh man i got my equipment right so i'm ready to go but there's well you're you do this this is what you do you know what i mean this is it's a different world when you're in this business content creation type of world it's like you know to have certain things but when you're a job seeker and you know this isn't something you've had to do before you know, because a lot of people, the way they were showing up at first for virtual interviews, I was like, no, man, we got to, <laughs> we got to get, we got to spice it up a little bit. Come on now. You can't be looking janky. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny. And, and and you're right. You know, for those of us that have been used to uh, being on platforms like this, recording, yeah. you know, hey, hey, easy day. But for common day mainstream America, right. it, 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 this ain't the thing, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, so and, and it's funny. So we we go into career search with a uh, a standard mindset, mm-hmm. which is you know, hey, make sure your you know your resume is doing its job. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you're able to support that resume. Yes. Make sure you're ready. You got your clothes for your for your interview and all this other things. And so there's a standard checklist that you would go by and say, OK, check. I got that. I got that. You throw yeah. in social media. <clears throat> and it's funny because I was mentioning to you that during this whole shutdown mm -hmm. period is I, I tell you, it's, it's where I have seen most jobs thrown at me. I have never seen my yeah. wife. My wife would tell you, she's like, they said, what? They mm -hmm. they offered you what? Yes. <laughs> and she's like, you've been here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So your digital footprint, if ever, has been so important. And nowadays, if that's not solid, that's just as solid. That just has to be as solid as your written resume. Yeah. So. How have you seen that evolve? You know, the transition between a written resume and a digital presence. Yeah, yeah. So loaded question, but I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so, you know, even though things have changed, in most cases, you still have to submit a resume. And with that, the biggest changes I've seen with everything that has happened with the pandemic is um, number one, the one-sided interviews. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but a lot of people are submitting their resumes for jobs and then they're, the, they get a response and the response is, hey, we're interested. We like what we see so far, but before we actually meet with you live or, or determine if we want to do that, here are a set of questions. Record yourself answering these questions and we'll get back to you. And candidates do not like that. And I get it. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that either. Right. And then now we have TikTok with video resumes. Right. So I have a feeling that I can't really predict when, but at some point resumes may become obsolete. But you know. That's a conversation for another day. So definitely some changes there with um, the resumes and everything. And then in terms of digital presence, man, LinkedIn is really the place where people are landing jobs, amazing jobs um, without even applying. And they're doing that because they are developing a personal brand for themselves on LinkedIn. And what that does is it showcases an entrepreneurial spirit. And it shows that you're a little bit different from, from everyone else out there. Meaning that, you know, you are allowing companies to see how you think, you know, the sort of things that you're into through, you know, creating content on LinkedIn. So there are people that are content creators on LinkedIn. And, and you'll think that, okay, the only purpose of creating content on LinkedIn is to generate business for entrepreneurship and what have you. But there are people that are content creators on LinkedIn that aren't even looking to really do business at all or not even full time. Um, they're doing that because it's something that, you know, they want to do. And what they're doing is they're attracting job inquiries to their inbox um, or 
even better, they're attracting these top companies like Microsoft, Google, and all of these different places that want those type of people that are proactive, that are entrepreneurial spirited, they are thought leaders, they're bold and ambitious and all of those things. So I'm seeing a real trend in that as well. Yeah, that that is a, a fact. You know, we was uh, just also speaking about a post you made on Instagram, right? And, uh, you know, top five things uh, you should be considering if you want to be, you know, out there uh, getting called, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I was reading your post, <laughs> mm-hmm. I get a DM yep. to come speak at uh, at a certain place. Yes. I won't divulge it because it's still young. Yeah, but, yeah, gotcha. you know, it, but it that that goes to show you, you know, what you said on your side, uh, and I, I totally agreed with it, but it actually took effect on my side mm-hmm. because of the things that you had already detailed. Mm-hmm. So for those that are looking for, you know, their next career. Um, let, let's go over maybe uh, top five things they should be doing right now uh, to to maintain or at least get that attraction because uh, times have changed. Things, processes have changed. Although right. people want to keep them the same, it, it, things have changed. And, and, and I always tell folks, leaders, understand that things have changed. When people get back to your job sites, yeah. you're going to have to, you're going to have to think about something. So, what can career search people right now, you know, five things that they could be doing uh, to help themselves? Yeah, the first step I would say is clarity, right? So this is where a lot of people mess up and delay their job searches. So um, because it's a process that people don't feel like they need to go through, they don't want to go through, they just know that they want a job, right? But in actuality, you're working backwards if you don't do the clarity piece. So in order to accelerate your job search, you need to get laser clear on what it is that you're, you want to do because that will set the stage for your entire resume strategy and job search strategy. So let's say, for instance, you know you want to work in HR, right? Okay, so what does that mean? There are different positions that make up the HR industry. So do you want to be an HR business partner? Do you want to be um, an HR generalist? What what does that look like? Because there are different functional purposes of each of those roles, right? So basically the career clarity piece requires you to assess whether you're going to need more than one resume or one resume or whatever the case is. So you get it. First step, clarity. The second step is a resume, um, a resume that is laser focused on what it is that you want to do, regardless of whether you have a lot of years of experience in that field or not. If you don't have experience in that field or a lot of experience in that field and you're kind of pivoting or changing careers, that kind of thing, there is always a way to create a brand for whatever it is that you are looking to do. So whether you are, um, you know, participating in different courses and trainings 
whether you have some, you know, you've, you've gotten your degree in this new field, there are always ways to speak to this new thing that you want to do versus just talking about the things that you've done that really aren't that relevant. So also with the resume, there's three layers to that. So making sure your resume is targeted, um, then making sure that your resume highlights leadership, no matter what stage you are in your career, whether you're in, at the executive level or whether you're at the, the entry level, right? Leadership skills um, are, it's transferable and every company wants a strong leader. So um, highlighting leadership through the different community work that you're doing, um, how you're writing your resume, not just using basic words like team player and things like that. So making sure you're highlighting leadership. And the third step with that is understanding um, the fact that when you do write your resume initially, you've only done about, um, I would say 70% of the 70 to 75 percent of the work because every job description will be different and they have different keywords right so you want to make sure that you're spending at least 15 to 20 minutes tailoring your resume for each res each um, application that you're applying for and you can do that by using an ats stimulator which um, there's a lot of free ones online that will allow you to upload your resume copy paste the job description and it'll tell you the keywords that are missing from your resume based on the job description. So swapping out those keywords, getting your resume up to a good 60 to uh, 80%, 80% is the best, but you don't wanna falsify things and put keywords on there that you can't speak for, that kind of thing. And then three is um, you need a strong elevator pitch. Um, so you wanna make sure you walk in the interview with a strong elevator pitch because Nine times out of 10, they're going to ask you, you know, tell me about yourself, right? So um, that's the third thing. And then um, four, you want to make sure that you are all prepped and ready to go for the interview, you know, talking about, you know, um, you know, those situational questions that you're going to be facing, doing research to see what questions you're going to be likely asked you know, reaching out to your network to see if you can do informational interviews to learn more about these different interview processes, get some insider information, right? And on that note about informational interviews, before you even apply, I would even take it a step further and see if you can get an interview, informational interview before you apply for a role, ask them questions, you know, about the, the role. If you hit it off, ask them if the company has a referral program and if they would be comfortable sharing um, a referral link for you to apply for the position to increase your chances of actually landing the, the interview. And then the final thing would be is decide, you know, what it is that you want to get paid because you don't want to like wing it. And I will actually say that I don't know if I'm saying all these things in like exact order, because even with negotiations and salary, that may be something you want to address with the career clarity piece so that you're making sure that you're not even applying for opportunities that aren't remotely, they can't pay remote, you know, they can't pay what you want to get paid. So um, deciding on that, deciding how you're going to approach that conversation, getting practice, building up that confidence to ask for what you want and asking, you know, um, asking for what you want. So that, that would be my, my five tips.
Yeah, no, outstanding list. And I'm uh, as you're talking, I'm going through the whole process myself in the head. Uh-huh. And, and you know, clarity, you mentioned clarity several times, but that, that yeah. is truly the one factor in all of these things that you just mentioned that needs mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. You must be clear, folks, if you're listening and, and, and you're going through this whole process right now and you're ambiguous yeah. about any one of these things. Mm-hmm. You must be clear. Let me tell you, I, I, I've done career counseling for over 15 years in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I know what class, you know, and there, you know, there's not that much, that much wiggle room, right? Mm-hmm. You, there is a, either a spot there or there isn't. Uh, but out here, you have a lot of wiggle room. You have a lot of places to go and try to get a job that, just because, and I hear this a lot. Hey, I just need a job. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You're in for a world of hurt. Right. If you're just exactly. going out there just to get a job. Mm-hmm. No, you, you, yes, you may need a job. Right. But you better be crystal clear on where you're going to invest your life. Because if mm-hmm. you don't look at jobs yeah. as that you're actually investing your life into that. Absolutely. Then you'll fall for anything, right? right. You'll get anything. Because uh, you don't want to have to do this thing again in six months. Just do it. Try to do it right to the best of your ability. Not saying that sometimes things don't happen, you know, happen. Um, but just try to do the best you can in the beginning of things. Because, um, for instance, I had a client who didn't go through the career clarity piece first, Right. And what happened was she was on the, she was job searching for 11 and a half months, almost a year, could not find a job, submitted hundreds and hundreds of applications, had some interviews, didn't progress, didn't get a, didn't get a job offer. Then she stopped, she stopped, reevaluated what she was doing and revisited what she should have done in the first place, which is the career clarity piece so that she can do the branding work and all that stuff that follows. And then she re-entered her job search. Job search ended in six weeks. She applied for four positions, got four interviews and got four job offers to choose from. So big difference between the 11 and a half month job search and the six month and the six week job search. And the final thing I want to say with all this is, folks, it is okay sometimes to take a job that isn't really like the dream job that you really want at the time, depending on your situation, because we we got bills. I don't know all of you guys' situation, but just keep in mind that things are temporary when you are going into a certain situation and not getting comfortable and complacent and continuing to, you know, um, search for that right thing and just looking at whatever this temporary opportunity is as a luxury for you to be able to get some income while you can take the time and do what you need to do, vet the companies and not just take anything that you get you know, and, you know, work on that, work on that transition in that way. Yeah. The, uh, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because sometimes some of these jobs can, 
provide a skill up, right? There, mm -hmm. some, sometimes for that dream job, you may not be all ready. Although right. you say, hey, I'll take it right now, but you may not be all ready. Mm -hmm. So some jobs in between, if you're strategic enough, you could actually use that time to skill up, you know, get the required skills that that future job or that nice job mm -hmm. you really want is requiring. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's funny because I came out of the military. I was just, I, I was just like, hey, I just need something. And you know what? I me, I apply for a janitor job. Look at that. Right. Because at the time you got bills to pay and you just got to get a job. Exactly. And had I been there, I probably would have been the most miserable person in the world. <laughs> Although, hey, my mama taught me how to clean. So I know how to clean, but it's yeah. not the same. Right. It's just right. not the same. So yeah. you got to be careful on grabbing whatever it is that it is there. We do know and understand that some situations uh, may even call for that. Unfortunately. Right. But if Absolutely. but if you look at it from a strategic standpoint, mm -hmm. those should be stepping stones. They should not be, you know, homes. You shouldn't be getting the keys to the house there. You know, right. it, Absolutely. You, should, it should, yeah. you should be stepping it up from there. Plan Sleep it out. Sleeping bag. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing uh, that's going to keep you there. Yeah. So you, you mentioned some great uh, things. We've talked about laser focus. Um, in today's day, laser focus, it just seems like it's everywhere, right? You, yeah. you don't even know if the, the, the news is telling you the truth. You don't know who's telling you the truth nowadays, right? right? Mm -hmm. So it's just so everywhere. Uh, reports of this, reports of that, this economy, that part of the world is going crazy. This part of the world, everybody's going crazy at the same time. Um, yeah. So, you know, these added stressors to life as a job seeker, someone that's trying to find a career um, could really get you down. Um, and sometimes, you know, like for some reason, people were not hiring for a while because they didn't know their financial right. security, you know, future. Absolutely. So now that things and and I, I want to say things are uh, normalizing, but they're really not because, hey, here in Florida, we're going back up again. So. You know, it, it, it's it's a sad situation. Yeah, um, we might too. Yeah, and so, and I think that the 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 world as a whole is looking back to going. Uh, it's amazing, back to almost a year ago, mm. but there's still people that are needing jobs. That has not changed. So, right in this stressful environment and 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 things like that, what do you suggest for for? job seekers to do because there's just so much thrown at us you know there's just the 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 list that you just gave us to be laser focused on all mm -hmm. these five things mm -hmm. uh but as a job seeker and this is where we go into the leadership piece because yeah leaders have to be ready so what can leaders be looking at in terms of getting ready themselves mm -hmm. as a leader gotcha to receive this group of people that have just been through something that no one else has been through in, yeah. in a long time, leaders have to be ready. So what should those leaders be thinking right now as they are absorbing, you know, this, this new employee uh, pool? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's people putting people first as well. You know what I mean? Like I know that there is 
a business to run and you have metrics to meet and, and all of that. But we're in a wave right now where people just want to be treated right. And if you're not treating them right, then they're going to go somewhere else. And t turnover is super high. So who wants to go through that, right? And a lot of people leave companies not because of job unfulfillment or, you know, the pay, right? There's some of that too, but I saw a poll on LinkedIn asking people what is the typical reason that people leave their jobs. And the winning vote was toxic environment. And when you read the comments, a lot of that was a lot of that feedback was attributed to poor leadership, right? And so I think that leaders should be stronger in terms of actually being leaders. And I think it starts with the company as well that is providing this training. So I think that companies need to do more and more leadership training so that that their workforce doesn't experience a lot of turnover. Um, and I can give you a bunch of tips in terms of, hey, these are the, the things that people are complaining about, but it doesn't matter because it starts with, it starts with the company in terms of who they are choosing to be their leaders and how they are equipping them to be effective leaders to their teams. So I think that falls more so on the company, um, I should say, because if you're a leader at an organization, you shouldn't be, in my opinion, and maybe I'm being too candid, you shouldn't have to be looking at podcasts and things like that and reading articles to learn how to be a better leader. That's something that your company should be doing for you. And if you know the company is losing people because of poor leadership, yeah, it's on the person kind of for not being a good leader, but it's also on the top as well. Yeah, I, I love that because, you know, I, I am one that, uh, you know, I, I will vouch for and push self-development, right, as a leader. Now, the, yeah. you, you must do that. Yeah. But I love how you mentioned uh, the, the company piece because the company yeah. piece is often left out. Right. If a company allows, and this is why I, I like to engage with companies and I go and do my assessments. The first person I look at is the company. I don't go mm -hmm. look at the leaders and they're like, hey, hold on. You're supposed to be spending time with my leaders. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> you took my assessment the whole wrong way. You are the leader. Right. And and so companies usually employ, they almost contract out their uh, responsibilities. Right. Mm -hmm. And so most of the time when they hire a leader, because they don't want to be. <laughs> and right. So, mm -hmm. so I go always go to the, the top, the root. And so, yeah, there is a responsibility there at the company level to ensure that the leadership they have contracted can fulfill their duties, but yeah. as well, yeah. bring in the required backup. Yeah. To, yeah shore them up. And so yeah. if the company is not investing in their right. leadership, then they are also uh, failing, not only just the leader, but the employees, because employees are at the, you know, at the end of an interaction right. between a leader 
and the team. So I love that you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Now, leaders out there, if you're listening, uh, yes, go get self-developed, but you should be asking your company as well. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. And can I say something? Because I think you brought up a really good point. And, you know, the self-development piece is very important, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, you know, seeking those outside, outside resources like certifications and advanced education and all those things to become a better leader. But the problem is for me is when a company doesn't invest in that leader or their leadership, I feel like it doesn't really motivate people to want to take that initiative as well. Because uh, I mean, there are leaders that love their jobs and love leadership and love leading teams and things like that. Um, And some people just have that innate ability in them to, to do that and have that desire. But there are also um, some instances where that motivation is coming from the, how the company is investing in that leadership as well. Right. Because I think it's easy to get complacent if, you know, the company doesn't care. All they care about is metrics. All they care about is coming down on you. If your team isn't meeting metrics and all those different things that will cause a different kind of stress and make the leader forget about the people component, the employee um, motivation, employment, uh, you know, uh, component as well. And all they care about is, okay, metrics, 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 meeting the numbers, this, that, and the third. And it's like, they don't have that motivation to be better leaders because it's very rigid. It's very, you know, rigid. So um, I do think you bring up a good point that self-development is important, but I think it also, it starts, it's, it, I mean, the company is the leader. Your, that leader's leader is their leader. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. absolutely true. Now, let me, let, let me give you guys a, a, a real quick, uh, and, and this is about Lucretia today, right? So I'm going to get, I want to get all her stuff, but this is the, this is how important this is. I was hired at a company that within the first week, first week asked me, what can we do to help you become a better you? Mm, and I said, you know, oh, wow. Hey, you know, know right? that's nice. Okay. So I said, okay, well, these are the things that I think would make me better. The very same day I answered them. Yeah. They paid for a certification on my list. Wow. Sounds like and, a company. And I said, what? Great culture. Blew my mind, right? Yeah. And I'm going to name them here because they deserve it. TIVC. And I'll let the I'll let you guys go look that up. But Okay. Look, they it blew my mind. And folks, if, if you're a company out there, you want your leaders to be the best they can be and provide the best for your people. You will invest in them. So thank you, Lucretia, for bringing that up. Yeah. Because that is probably one of the best things that they will ever experience if mm-hmm. you can do that right up front. And I yeah. tell you, I'll never forget it. So you have transitioned at someone. I've seen, I mean, I followed you on LinkedIn for a while. I've seen yeah. you go from career search. Now you're doing something new. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have actually, um, 
packaged all of my expertise into career courses and tutorials because, you know, um, it's the same thing I taught my one-on-one clients and you get all the tools that you need. Um, so I've done that because I wanted to actually pivot in my business and uh, focus more on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is, a, like I said, a great place to brand yourself in order to attract job opportunities and attract business. So I teach people how to build their personal brands on LinkedIn for those reasons, because job searching strategy, interviewing strategy, all that stuff, I have it in courses um, for very affordable pricing. Um, so that is the business model now, present day. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. I love. I love how I. You know, all the all the folks that I've had on the podcast have evolved throughout the years. And as I watched them, you know, and, and, and to, you know, for, for, for you, this has been a two year process because it, it yeah. took me a year to get to know you. And then it took me a year to book you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a two year yeah. process, but uh, it's, it's wonderful to see you grow, um, see you help others grow uh, yeah. in your capacity. So congratulations on that. Now, Lucretia, if, if someone wanted to get into your course, you know, hire you to speak or to train or to any of that, how would they do that? Yes. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. And um, my handle is www.linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Lucretia Davis, L-A-K-R-I-S-H-A-D-A-V-I-S. Um, LinkedIn is where I hang out the most, obviously. So shoot me a message. Um, I also have my offers on my uh, featured on my profile as well. So if you want to learn more about those offers before reaching out, you can do so there. All right, folks. So now you know how to get in touch with Lucretia. Find her on LinkedIn. Hey, LinkedIn is a wonderful platform to get acquainted, get networked in find jobs, post jobs. I mean, there's just so many reasons why you should be on LinkedIn. But if anything, the education piece of all the content that's being provided is Mm -hmm. just bar none. You're going to get some great info that can help you to your next step. Lucretia, thank you so much for sharing your morning with us, your knowledge. Hey, laser focus. If anything you learned today, laser focus, focus. your career search, because that's where it's at. So thank you so much, everybody. Career search is not uh, your mama's career search. This is this is gone crazy. So you got to be ready. You got to have it all in the bag if you want to land that job. So thank you once again, Lucretia. Have a great day, everybody. And how we normally close this show. Success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.